Yeah, so I think that really goes back to the Fred Rogers quote about when there is mm. when times do feel uncertain to look for the helpers because they're always there. There's always help to be done. And that's something we definitely want to instill because I think that creates a sense of community and empowerment for children that's really important as we grow up. Welcome to Everyday Superhumans, the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. I'm Charlie. And I'm Kyle. This is our first time ever doing a remote interview because these are weird times. I got a switch for these times. (laughs) It's good though. It keeps you inside. Yesterday, Charlie and I did hang out on Animal Crossing. So there are ways to hang out with people. One of those ways is through podcasts as well. We're using an online recording service called Zencaster for our first time. These are trying times, and what really matters right now is people helping as much as possible. And it could be anything from just staying home all the time to donating money to charities to donating food to food banks and so on. We actually spoke with this time with Amy, the executive director of Generation Serve, about a article that they recently published on their website about how you could volunteer from home. And they're building an army of superhumans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Generation Serve themselves, they are a nonprofit dedicated to educating the youth about the importance of being civically minded and how volunteering at a young age could lead to lifelong volunteering. Uh, they work with a lot of nonprofits as well. Like, they don't just do like one thing, they have a list of over 100 nonprofits here in Austin that they work with. They recently expanded to Houston as well. They are the everyday superhumans, the young ones, the little everyday superhumans are what they are. Give us a background of what you do with Generation Serve. Okay. So at Generation Serve, we engage children in volunteerism and empower them to make a difference in their communities. And we do that by facilitating volunteer activities for children starting at age three all the way through 17 with programming that is specialized to be appropriate by age, both from an educational lens and a kind of social appropriateness lens. So we partner with over 100 nonprofits here in the Austin area. Oh, wow. We've started working um, in Houston in the last six months to be the facilitator between the nonprofits and families that are interested to create a meaningful experience for both sides. So we want to do something that is meaningful for families and children and meaningful to the nonprofits that we serve. And our goal is that through exposure to community needs and ways that children can help even at a very young age, helping and being part of a community will become a habit for children as they grow up. And then long-term that they would be community-minded individuals as they age and continue to engage in community needs and understanding that while they probably can't solve for community needs, helping along the way is the way that we get to the next level um, of completing or promoting or um, engaging everybody in the community to help where help is needed. Wow, it sounds like you're like raising a whole generation of the people that we talk to on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what we're hoping to do. <laughs> that, that's awesome. I, I could say from experience myself that uh, I grew up in Boy Scouts mm-hmm. and doing all that community service in Boy Scouts led to community-oriented stuff throughout my, the rest of my life, like doing a podcast about the community. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I could say from experience as an antidotal evidence 
that uh, what you guys do, that kind of mentality that you guys teach is uh, very impactful for the rest of somebody's life. That's wonderful. That's really great yeah. to hear. And uh, how long have you been a part of Generation Serve? I have been um, the director for almost two years. I replaced the founder and the organization is in its 11th year this year. And I was actually, my girls were four and two at the time. And we had started volunteering with my four-year-old at the time. And um, when the founder decided to leave, I was staying at home with my girls and decided this would be something I would love to go back to work for. I had been in nonprofit management before I had oh, okay. been, and so it was a really great opportunity to come back and do something that I already knew that I really loved and had a passion for and wanted to bring it to more children. And so it was a really great fit. Where were you working before this then? Well, I was home with my girls for a little while when they first started, but before that I had been the director of an organization in East Austin that provided adult education services. Oh. Um, and then I had been in academic research about how children learn before that. Wow. That's that sounds like the skill sets you'll need for something like this. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. And I think one of the things that we do is provide an educational component. So children don't just show up and make lunches and they don't know why mm -hmm. everybody gets there. When the families get to an activity, we provide them a little context of what we're doing and why, and then they do the activity. And then we wrap up with, you know, if it, if it is lunches, we just made a hundred lunches for people to eat tomorrow or something like that, that also mm -hmm. kind of ties in why they're doing what they're doing which I think helps really resonate the messaging of we can all be helpers. How can people help out during this particular time when everyone's isolated? Yes, so it, it has been very interesting because in All About Building Community, a lot of what our programs usually are is doing things together, but we have come up mm -hmm. with a, a long list of things that you can do called that we have called Helping While Home, um, and you can find them on our website. And we have a list that we had pulled all of our partners before everybody started closing their doors um, and working remotely about what people can do from home. So we have a pretty robust list of opportunities that people can do from creating wallets for people who are experiencing homelessness to making animal toys to being a pen pal with somebody um, in a, either a senior center or a group home that is now on full isolation. And there's a lot of great options kind of that run the gamut of nonprofit assistance here in Austin. So kind of whatever resonates with your family, you can probably find something that you can do on our website. Yeah, it's a really good list. And uh, I was uh, surprised to see the uh, the bird watching one. I could see you covered everything in this list yeah. from like <laughs> writing cards to people in Marbridge to contributing to documenting birds in your in your neighborhood yeah it's, it's great i love this we really do try to um give children a lot of opportunities to see how they can help in the community so it's not just focused in one service area that there are lots of different service areas and so um, we want to you know appeal to what is of interest of them too so we try to keep a broad range of what we offer you have like three different uh programs it looks like on your website Right. No, yeah, have, um, so we have our flagship program, which is our family volunteering program, open to everybody. And then we do have age-specific programs for our little helpers, which are our preschool-aged children, ages three to five. That's a five to six-week-long program where they get introduced to different areas of service. And we start with a book, and then they do a shorter, more age-appropriate uh, service activity. And then they have a little bit of playtime and snack time afterwards. 
And that is one that families go to, like I said, a consecutive number of weeks or days so that the children get introduced to different areas of service. And then we also have our service learning program, which is geared towards third to fifth graders, where they can do a deeper dive into a specific community issue. And so they go visit several nonprofits that are dealing with one community issue, and then they do an independent project based on what they learned in those nonprofits. So some of them do fundraisers or some of them do clothing drives, or we had one that she collected pumpkins after Halloween and then sent them to animals that could use them as food. Um, Oh, what? That's so clever. Yes. And then that kind of has kept going and there are people doing it all over the country now. So that was a really amazing one, but they come up with some project to do based on what they've learned. And then we have our teen leadership program, which we run in the summers, which is uh, middle and high school age. Um, leadership programming. We have a really robust curriculum for that. And then they train to lead some of our activities for the younger children. So that's been a really neat opportunity for people who have grown up with us or who have been engaged in service other places and have a passion for that to learn a lot more about leading in that arena, whatever their area of passion is, and then help other children learn about that too. Um, uh, How big would you say the the organization of volunteers is for you? Like how many uh, families are part of the family program, for example? We have about 4,000 people that engage with us, 4,000 people, so about like 750 families that engage with us on an annual basis. Some of those people engage with us more frequently. Some it's a couple of times a year. It just kind of depends on what fits in with their family's structure and needs. Congrats. That's a that's a huge number of volunteers to have. Yeah, so it's been really neat to watch the organization grow and see the need. And we have really not ever met the need in the community. So mm-hmm. this is obviously something that resonates with families. And we're always trying to get more programming out there to mm-hmm. try to meet that need. And do your, your kids participate too? Yes, my children do. They love it. They really love the ones that are helping to address food insecurity. That's Those are the ones to do. Kind of go to Caritas and make a meal or... Um, pack lunches for people and different activities like that. That's the one that really resonates the most with them right now. But, and Friday, and this is another thing that we're doing that you can help while you're at home is that each week we're going to do a virtual volunteer activity. Something that we can all do at the same time, focusing on one community need, but doing it on our own. So our family went and picked up trash in our local park on Friday. And we had, I think about 30 families that did that with us. So in their own parks, went and did a pickup. And um, we're promoting that on our social media sites, particularly we're doing Facebook Facebook events that will give all the details about what that activity will be each week. That, that's fantastic. I've um, seen a lot more people out and about in my neighborhood since all this happened because there's something to do. So you go outside in the evening time. Yes. And to go out and pick up trash. I should do that. That's a really good idea. I feel like I'm like dropping the ball on this one. (laughs) Next time I take my dogs for a walk, I'll bring a trash bag. There you go. So we'll do different activities each week, but that was the one we did Friday. And to try to just keep people engaged and understanding that they can still help even while we all need to be at home. That's such a cool family activity too for family bonding to do something good with your time. I know one thing that parents tell us a lot is they're like, this is the only hour during the week 
that we come together and nobody's on their phone. And that, <laughs> like, I mean, it's true though. Like we're such a connected, like a, mm-hmm. such a plugged in community that when we mm-hmm. are together in a way that we're not on our devices, it's really noticeable. Um, mm-hmm. But the family's really, it's a way for them to connect in a different way that is, you know, useful to the community and to their families. We hear that a lot about how mm-hmm. this is our time together and this is how we choose to use it. Yeah. Like you have to, go outside in nature sometimes we forget (laughs) about nature because of our uh, devices do you have like a no phone rule then or do people just like not use their phones in these volunteer activities no it's more that everybody's there to help the nonprofit, and Mm -hmm. we're busy i mean we have the beauty of what we're doing is that it's a finite amount of time and we know that there are things that we have to get done so most of the time that's a natural thing that happens i mean if you're stocking shelves at a food pantry need to get your phone out so people don't you know i mean it's kind of a Mm. a natural occurrence in a lot of the programming we do yeah that's that's interesting some psychology research right there (laughs) (laughs) just like if you're busy you don't want to take distractions right yes (laughs) i could see like actually kind of surprised me because i could have i could see myself being an apathetic teenager being like i don't want to be here right now i'm just going to be on instagram instead it is really interesting too because we do we actually hear that from parents a lot that like, oh, after we do a generation sort of activity, our, our teenagers are so much more interesting, interested for a little while. Um, <laughs> a little a way to start an engagement that wasn't there before. So how do you manage all these programs personally? Do you have like a whole team like for each one? Yes, I have an incredible, amazing, talented staff that do this. We have a five person program team to do all of the programs. And then we have a development team and a marketing person that helps us. But our programs team has figured out really the magic between the, what the nonprofit need is and what the families can mm-hmm. do. And that I think is the big, the key piece is to under, to be able to translate what the nonprofit need is into what families can do. And that we keep it limited that families just sign up and show up. So you don't mm-hmm. need to do a drive beforehand. You don't have to have supplies. We provide all of those things oh, that's nice. so that it is kind of a stop do your activity, learn what you're doing, and then go. Um, mm. And I think that's been a huge benefit um, that our staff has provided to families. And then with the specialized programming too, to see where the needs are at which age group and be able to adapt what we do into a specialized program has been really impactful for people. So it sounds like you guys do a lot of variety. Is like every volunteer opportunity a different nonprofit then? Or do you have like seasons of different categories or nonprofits? So we do have different service areas that most nonprofits fit in, like the environment, animal needs, basic needs, access for and ability to um, interact with seniors. And then we do a lot with nonprofits that are helping children in the foster system. So we have kind of these big themes, I guess, of social need. And then within that, we have different nonprofits that address those needs so that everybody kind of has it has something that they that the children it resonates with them and that they want to go back and do so a lot of our activities we do every month i would say we have a good chunk that maybe half that we do every month on repeat so people know that the food pantry is coming up they know that we're going to do the graffiti cleanup they know specific activities that come up every month and then we have some that because of nonprofit schedules or the way their programming works they only need us quarterly or maybe once a year for a special program so it really depends on what the nonprofit need is and how we can help support them. 
And then to sign up, do you go to your website? Yes. On our website, there's a calendar that you can see all of the activities that are coming up for the month, the month we're in and the month ahead that gets launched about usually mid month for the next, for the following month is when we launch all of the uh, calendar options. So that can be found on our website. There's a calendar and you just register your family and then you can sign up. And um, our family volunteering program is always free to participants. It's not free to run, which is why we fundraise, but it is free to any participants because we want volunteering to be accessible to everyone, regardless of ability to pay for those services. So we do also have a, you know, a robust development team that is helping us to fund all of this, but going in and doing the activity is always free. During these rough and interesting times, and I know that we're all learning this all together, like how to deal with this. Uh, what's a piece of advice you could offer people that are trying to help out, but also reduce the spread of infection? I mean, I think really engaging in ways that you can stay at home and feel like you're making a difference is the most important thing. There are still a lot of needs out there and ways that we can help as evidenced by our page that has lists of things that you can do mm-hmm. and that we will keep updating as needs arise. Like we just added one last night about if you know how to sew to make the masks for the um, yeah, I saw that. medical that community. Was... I mean, that's not a partner that we normally have, but we saw the need and realized, oh, we probably do have some families that have access to sewing machines and know how to use them. Mm-hmm. And so we went ahead and put that up there because we want to just make sure that we're doing everything that we can to support families in their um, desire to help, but making it meaningful to what really is an urgent need right now too. Mm-hmm. It's cool that you can volunteer anywhere in right. any sort of situation. There's an opportunity to volunteer. Yes. Yeah, so I think that really goes back to the Fred Rogers quote about when there is, mm. when times do feel uncertain to look for the helpers because they're always there. There's always help to be done. And that's something we definitely want to instill because I think that creates a sense of community and empowerment for children that's really important as we grow up and realize um, problems will continue to occur, but there are always ways to help and to solve Mm -hmm. those problems. That quote has been in the back of my mind since uh, everything shut down here in Austin. And every time I check the news, I'm like, okay, just think about that quote. Like, this is, it sounds bad if you read the headlines, but like, I'd be like looking to like ways to how to help out. You'd see that there's hundreds of, or probably thousands of people trying to pitch in right now. Okay. Everything from supporting uh, local businesses to volunteering your time to make masks. Maybe time for our superhuman question. <laughs> the highlight of the interview. So if you were a superhuman, what superhuman would you be? And what superpower would you have? Yes. So I did um, enlist the help of my seven-year-old for this question. And she said, if Generation Serve was a superhero, they would be called the super helpers because <laughs> a lot of people and things in the community. So oh, that's I really, great. I didn't think that I would be able to top that one. <laughs> yeah. She's a mini superhuman being raised to become an everyday superhuman. That's right. That's what we're going for with all of the kids we engage with. So. I, I could foresee, I know you guys have been around for like 10 years or so, but I could see like 20, 30 years in the future, people looking back in their time at Generation Serve and like, you know what, that's why I now do this now, because every Friday I was picking up trash in my neighborhood. <laughs> you know, that's definitely our long-term goal for all of the people that engage with us. That would be cool to have alumni events. 
Oh, yeah. Yes. And we just now are having alumni, you know, because we've been around 10 years. So we just in the last couple of years have had seniors graduate. And we actually have two that have engaged with us again. One is an intern after her first year of college and one is at UT now and is still leading our activities and is just such a great testament to what we're doing. And it's really encouraging to see them come back and still want to engage in service. And we've had quite a few that have started different service opportunities and activities on their college campuses. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that grows too, as we age. Yeah, that's so inspiring. You guys keep it the great work. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, any filing you want to throw out there? Like any uh, calls to action, any uh, piece of advice or what have you, or just anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh, Well, I would really encourage people just to stay active and to do what they can where they are. I think there's a lot of ways to help and to not be discouraged about having to be at home, but engaging their children in ways that are unique and different. Let's just all stay creative and give back where we can. Awesome. Yeah, we could do this, guys. Run this together. You can learn more about Generation Serve and their many volunteer opportunities, both inside and outside of your home at generationserve.org. You can also stay up to date on Facebook.com slash Generation Serve, Instagram.com slash Generation Serve, and Twitter.com slash GenServeATX. If you're looking for ways to help out during these rough times, you can check out the article we spoke about at GenerationServe.com slash Helping While at Home. Are you now tonight looking for a cause to support? Then you've come to the right place. Be sure to check out our website at everydaysuperhumans.show to learn more about the many great causes you could be a part of right here in the capital city. You could also follow us on Twitter at SuperhumansCast, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash everydaysuperhumans, and check out our Instagram at everydaysuperhumans. If you like what you heard, feel free to give us a review on Apple Podcasts and support the show by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts Spotify, Pocket Cast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, not every hero has to fly. So grab your cape and let's go.